Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to another Productive Nation podcast. I am your host, Adam, and our guest today is Wail Ibrahim. He's a life coach, international speaker, trainer, and teacher from Australia. Brother Wail is best known for his work on fighting the plague of pornography addiction and the harmful impacts of irresponsible media. I'm super excited about this episode. Stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum, Brother Wail, and welcome to the podcast. Wa alaikum, assalam, warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, dear brother. Thank you so much for the invitation, man. Jazakallah khair. I appreciate you. My honor, Allah, my pleasure. Jazakallah khair. MashaAllah. So, can you tell us more about what inspired you to speak against a topic that many people shy away from? I don't know if, if, if it was an inspiration or I was forced into it unintentionally. I'm not sure what, what, what it was, but uh, two stories happened that made me decide to take that path. So the first, I mentioned it in my book, which was my first book that I dedicated it to that particular person who inspired me, if you, if you want to call it this way. But subhanAllah, I mentioned his story many times because that was the starting point, this boy who was 18 years old at that time, mm. who came to my office where I used to work back in Hong Kong. And uh, right away, he told me that he wanted to commit suicide and uh, that I was his last resort and he wanted some help and solutions and stuff like that. And when I requested from him to tell me more, he brought this issue of pornography and he said that he was addicted. And I, I, I swear to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that at that time I was laughing in front of him. Because I thought they were joking or maybe he's insane. I couldn't even fathom that pornography could lead someone to commit suicide. So that was the first shock. Uh, it took me a while to, you know, uh, research and read and so on to help him with the intention of just trying to find help. And I saw millions of people on the internet uh, facing similar challenges. Then the second was the biggest, and that is uh, a friend of mine who actually uh, ended up in jail for a year plus. At that time, we didn't know that he was in jail. We just, you know, didn't know what happened and where, where did he go and so on. And yeah. after a year plus, he, uh, he came back and he told us that he was in jail. And, uh, and the reason was that he attempted to rape someone uh, on a school campus. And the reason was pornography addiction. So pornography inspired him to actually stretch his hand and try to, uh, to assault, sexual assault uh, a girl on a school campus. I said, that's it. That's it. This, this thing is, is really big and it's, it's leading people to commit crimes. It's leading people to uh, damage, you know, their own future and so on. So that's what made me uh, focus on that field. Yeah. SubhanAllah. Can you mention again the name of the book and where can people find that? In fact, I, I have authored uh, three books so far, uh, three published books, uh, two books in particular on pornography. And one book is just an inspirational quotes from my lectures and inspired also from my, uh, the work of my teachers and so on. The first one was Change. It's called Change, Breaking uh, Bad Habits, Especially Pornography. And the second one was Beat It, 50 Plus Shades of Hope. This is a complete program on recovery from porn addiction. And it's, um, 
it's suitable for Muslims and non-Muslims. So it's, it's written base, basically from a science uh, perspective rather than religion. The first one is religious and is uh, spiritual. Yeah. The second is purely science and factual. And the third one is just quotations called Better Me. 365 ways to transform your everyday life. Uh, as to where people could get it uh, from, I'm very bad at this. That's why <laughs> uh, you would need to email me so I could sort it out for you. So maybe you can, uh, we can mention the email sometimes uh, before the episode. Yeah. yeah, I have seen some of your book on Amazon, but obviously we can add. Yeah, I could give you some links. You can yeah, add it links. to whatever you wanted to add them later. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mashallah. I heard one of your title of the book was hope so what do you say is there hope for someone who is fighting this addiction absolutely brother you see uh, the in your introduction uh, you mentioned that uh, i f- i fight the plague of pornography addiction as well as the irresponsible media yeah. the media doesn't really care what content you receive as a consumer all what they care about is the money to make money mm. so the 50 plus the 50 shades of stupid, the 50 shades of rubbish that they gave us, it, it actually, it, it have an, a powerful impact on people's brain. And as a result, they, they get hooked on even more hardcore of these materials. Mm. So I thought, you know what, we, we should offer people some hope now. Those who have been addicted for years, there are many forums on the internet. If you just could run a search on uh, NoFap community or Reboot Nation of Gabe Dean and the like, you'll see millions of people are coming, uh, shouting. Uh, for help they need help they need someone to offer them hope and yes i say that there is hope you can recover from this filth you can recover from this addiction and your addiction isn't you there is a difference between the addiction in you within you that's controlling your actions and your pure character you're a pure person just you're hooked on something really very compulsive as as we're going to discuss soon so yes there is hope inshallah and that's why our brain subhanallah created our brain to function in a way that it can be molded, reshaped. That's why the field of the brain called neuroplasticity it comes from plastic, which means you can change it, you can rewire it to its original state. So yes, there is hope. Inshallah. Talk to us more about uh, the AWARE campaign and the academy where you actually helping people to get out of the addiction. Beautiful. So the AWARE or WAI in Arabic, uh, it was an initiative that started in Egypt by Dr. Muhammad Abdul Jawad, that's the, f- the founder. And uh, he, has, he has that hope or vision to, to bring about this awareness to the people in the Middle East, that he, you know, to warn them from the harmful impact of pornography. And subhanAllah, within a few years, the, the idea grew very fast to an extent that today we have over 1.8 million followers on Facebook page, uh, one of the pages uh, of AWARE in the Middle East. And the idea grew internationally now. Alhamdulillah, I'm responsible for the uh, English-speaking community in Australia, in America, in, uh, in the UK, uh, Philippines, Malaysia, all the English-speaking world, Sri Lanka, Indonesia. We have a lot uh, of teams that we have trained. Uh, and the main work, the main job of AWARE members is to uh, educate the uh, whoever is interested, whether parents, psychologists, counselors, uh, people, leaders in the communities, imams, whoever wanted to really get on board, parents in particular, with the necessary knowledge so that they can protect their loved ones from falling into this trap. 
that's basically the AWARE campaign. Now it turned, it becomes an AWARE Academy. We have now structured courses and workshops and we certify people who wanted to take the matter seriously. Uh, in September 21st, we will have our first international conference in Sydney where we will have on board experts uh, in the fields like Liz Walker uh, from Brisbane, like uh, Michael Flood, uh, Professor Michael Flood from Brisbane as well. Gabe Dean from America, uh, the founder of Reboot Nation, Dr. Rob, uh, Robert Ways from America, uh, and, and other uh, experts in the field to bring about this awareness to the public. Wow, that's impressive. You know, I was thinking about how can we educate our community or what is the best way to educate our community about this uh, like, about this problem. And I believe AWARE Academy or AWARE Campaign could be one of them. Alhamdulillah, yani we, we, we claim that so far we are one of the leading uh, organizations who are focusing particularly, specifically on this area. Mm. So yes, but I'm not saying that the best way is to come and join AWARE. I'm saying the best way is to normalize the conversation around this topic because some cultures and, and the Muslim culture is no difference. They, tr they tend to sweep, you know, our, their dirt under the carpet and right. avoid these sensitive topics, taboo topics, and so on and so forth. So the best way to educate the people is to normalize the conversation, is to talk about it, talk, to, talk about it to your children, raise awareness about it to your kids as young as six and seven. That's, these not my words, by the way. These are the words of experts who have written books warning people telling them that hey you got children you got smartphones you got internet connection pornography is there whether you like it or not yeah. if they don't see it now they're gonna see it some sometimes in the future one of yeah. the authors they said the question now is not about whether my children will watch pornography or not the question now is when are they going to watch because so yeah. they're gonna watch so you better prepare them for an early uh, stage in life so that when they see these things they, they know that they've been warned they've been warned with, with with the harm that it could cause and as a result their brain would resist harder yeah. but if they are left to if they are left to the people on the internet to educate them pornography will be the primary education source yeah so best way to educate is to talk about it and start from the homes absolutely yeah you also mentioned mentioned the harms of the pornography so can you tell more about those what are the harmful effects of pornography you see brother if you wanted to discuss the harm the harms the pornography could cause to people to the society and so on mm. then you would need to bring me back again uh, uh for various thousands of episodes inshallah <laughs> so we can't really, we can't yeah. really talk about the harms of pornography yeah. in one set but yeah. i want to briefly as to what pornography could cause. Pornography could twist one's understanding of the real sexual intimacy between spouses to an extent that a husband could actually violently beat, slap, choke, pull the hair of his wife as he pleased, thinking that this is sexual intimacy, that this is the way people should have sex because that's what porn is teaching. Mm. Pornography could twist the understanding of sexual intimacy and respect for women when our children at young age look at the spitting on girls, calling them dirty names and so on and so forth. These are some of the uh, uh, harmful impact that pornography could cause. 
pornography addiction, as we said earlier, could lead to someone who may rape uh, a lady just because they have seen these uh, images and these uh, scenes on, on the screen. And I'm not saying that every rapist has been a porn addict. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying that pornography is capable of turning someone natural who have respect for women to rape them and to violate their rights. Pornography could actually change the physical brain, and these are according to Oxford studies, according to uh, uh, you know scientists, neuroscientists. They they have these research. They said that the prefrontal cortex, the the frontal lobes of the brain, could shrink by four plus percent of its original size. That may affect on our level of focus, our level of motivation, willpower, and so on and so forth. The physical brain will change. That's why the people who are hooked on porn, they can't quit. Because that part, the most important part of our brain, the brain, the part in the brain that is responsible for our decision making, is messed up. So they can't control their actions. So you see, brother, if we speak about the harmful impact of pornography, yeah. we will need several several uh it can it can affect on man most important uh <laughs> function when yeah. it comes to sexual intimacy and that is porn induced erectile dysfunction a man who perhaps visited these websites to 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 learn something to techniques uh, to enhance his sexual ability would lose that uh, ability altogether as a result of his continuous uh, viewing or to pornography. So erectile dysfunction, can you imagine a man can't function sexually with his partner as a result of this film? And these mm -hmm. all are things that can be backed up. Uh, you know, don't take my words for granted. Go on the internet, mm -hmm. do your research. You will see that these things are not my words. They are already university studies. Yeah, they are from the studies. And these things, pornography industry is not talking about them. They are not sharing this, that the harmful effects of it. So I want to know what is of the... Of course, brother. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And, and my question is, what is the biggest lie they, that is told by the industry? Again, there, there are a lot of lies. There is no one biggest lie. Uh, and that's it. There are a lot of lies that porn industry is trying to promote. One of them is that pornography could actually enhance your sexual ability. Well, we yeah. just said now that a man could lose his ability altogether because yeah. the brain would register the activities, would register, uh, you know, the the sexual uh, activity as uh, to be to be attainable through screens. So when when a person has a real life partner, he can't function. Function the, the brain wouldn't register this as the norm of sexual intimacy. So. The, the sex industry or the sex, uh, you know, pornography in, in industry, they wanted us to believe that it's actually an entertaining. Mm. That's something, you know, for entertainment. This is another lie. There is no entertainment that could have that uh, lasting impact for life that could lead to depression, could lead to anxiety. Could you imagine? I could have never imagined in ages that pornography would lead someone to be depressed, someone who wanted to end up his life. Can you imagine, brother? Yeah. So these are all uh, that porn empowers women. This is another lie. They feel, they think that uh, pornography is a way to demonstrate or to display women's beauty in any way that she wants. 
that's degrading to women. Come, you know, there is a, there is a research that, that has t- uh, taken place some time ago where the, uh, actually this is one of the biggest research in the field. I just forgot the, um, uh, uh, the professor who carried out this, uh, if, if you wish, I could, I could send you the name. Maybe you can include it under the video or the audio later on. Yeah. But uh, the, the re- this researcher, this professor and her team, they have purchased all the videotapes, pornography tapes. Can you imagine? In the mid-2000s, all of them, they purchased the most popular and they watched every scene in them. And they found out that 88% of the scenes being, you know, uh, shot in these films are degrading to women, whether verbally or mm. physically. Mm. So w- what kind of empowerment are you giving women through pornography when you are de- uh, portraying her as a slave, portraying her as, and you know, the names, I cannot mention yeah. the names that the author in these filthy films. Yeah, listening all those lies, I cannot connect it to be entertainment at all. They wanted to sell it. This is their money. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. And they're proud yeah. of it, by the way. They're proud of it. Multi-billion dollars industry, and it's growing. Uh, the latest, uh, uh, some of the statistics of the most popular website, I, 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 sh- I can't mention the name of that website. They said in the year 2018, 33.5 billion visits had occurred on that single website, brother. So you can imagine, there is a huge demand. Yeah. Huge demand, multi-billion dollars uh, business. So the fight should be collectively now. We should collectively fight this giant that is destroying our, our, our children, our relationships with our spouses, our community, our health. This is something big. Absolutely. I agree with you. And I want to go back to your work and you are fighting against this giant. So what are the common challenges you face in your work? I don't know. There are a few, few calls here and there from time to time where people will threaten you, mm. uh, call you a few bad names here and there. Why do we and, do that? Uh, yeah, because as I mentioned, this, this industry is supported mm. by, uh, by giants uh, financially able to do anything. Uh, they don't want anything to threaten their source of income. So anyone who talks against it, uh, perhaps he's, he's putting his life maybe in danger. Uh, Allahu alam, God knows. But alhamdulillah, we have taken an intention that we are doing this for our children. We're doing this for our community. We will just keep doing what we do and uh, perhaps leave a legacy for others to follow. Yeah. But yeah, these are the most... Uh, some of the other challenges also... This is the biggest one. Like This is the one that would scare your wife, would scare your family members and makes them worry about what you do. Mm. But the things that makes me sad as, as, a, as a person in this industry, uh, as a person in this field, is that uh, parents would sometimes come and say, hey, don't talk about this. This is too much of a, of a taboo. This is uh, you know, something that you, you are, instead of warning us and educating us, you're actually leading people to go and watch porn and so on and so forth. They are yeah. so naive to, uh, to the fact that pornography is perhaps uh, already been played in their home every single night, in, mm. in, the child, in their, uh, their children's bedroom every single night. They are so naive. They don't, you see the statistics. This is one website claiming that 33.5 billion visits had occurred on a single year. So you can imagine how many more billions been visited uh, 
other websites throughout the years. So we can't be naive to say, like, look, our children don't know what pornography is. That's, that's mm. so naive to even think. Yes, I, I do agree that maybe some children never heard the word porn, don't know what it is. I know, I agree. But in, in a few years' time, they will come across such, such uh, filthy uh, imagery. And that's why we say prepare them from now. Maybe teach them in the language they can understand best. Don't, don't talk to a child uh, at the age of six and tell them pornography. Rather, maybe you can say bad picture, good picture, like Christian Jensen, uh, Christian, uh, Jensen the author of Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Mm. She said, you know, she used these words so that young, young minds could understand and digest. But these are some of the challenges. Parents themselves don't want us to speak about it and to raise awareness about it. Uh, I hope uh, some, some Muslim uh, imams, some Muslim scholars, uh, and it's unfortunate that they are not in favor of me uh, speaking about it publicly. They wanted to, uh, when somebody complained, you talk to him and give him advice. Other than that, don't spread it as if it is not spread already. Mm. That's important that you mentioned that it's spread already. If you have an internet and a phone, that's it. You might end up seeing it's prevalent. unintentionally, like it's all prevalent. those ads. It's that prevalent. Are, yeah. It does not leave anyone. I'm, I have what we call clients or people yeah. that we help on a regular yeah. basis. We have Christian missionaries. We have mm. pastors. We have priests. We have imams. We have niqabis. We have people memorizing the Quran. All those people I'm dealing with on a daily basis. I have atheist friends who have mm. issues with this uh, problem. I have couples who come crying. They can't have intimacy anymore for the past 10 years as a result of pornography. So we, we don't want to, Yanni, I want to I tell you something, brother. I, I don't yeah. want to debate the matter with people who don't like me to, to talk about it. I don't want to debate this anymore. I want to focus on those who are seeking help, man. Yeah. And I want to reach out to those who can't speak the matter for them is so shameful that they can't speak anymore. Mm. So at least maybe when you hear my voice now, uh, that hope will reach them. That hope could open doors for them to seek, uh, you know, uh, the recovery journey that they needed. Inshallah. And may Allah reward you from the work that you do. You too, man. Can you talk about more or can you share some lessons that you have learned from your work? Well, my brother, subhanAllah, I learned, I learned not to be judgmental. I learned not to, not to look at the person who's coming, you know, and, and sharing his grief and sharing his secret with me. Mm. Uh, to look at him w with an eye of like, how could you do that? Don't you know it's haram? He yeah. knew from the beginning it was haram. He didn't know that it would lead him to that yeah. path, to what that will, destination. He didn't what, know that. Yeah, what will happen if you start judging from the point, starting point and if you would go pointing fingers and saying haram, what would happen in that case? Yeah, so no, number, one, number one, that person will never come to you again and share any agony or any pain or any secret or any problem that you could have actually sorted it out for him. And as a result, you would be rewarded for, yeah. for sorting out his you know, uh, mess. Yani the Prophet ﷺ, I remember there's a hadith uh, the Prophet said that uh, for me to walk with a person with an intention to uh, fix his affair or help him to, you know, uh, sort out his problem is better for me than uh, qiyam and fasting. I, I don't remember the exact hadith, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken, but it's better for me, better than praying in my masjid. Mm. 
in Medina. So you see, pointing fingers and judging people for their mistakes, for their sins, uh, could lead them to bigger crimes, could lead them to uh, yani, uh, very, very bad destination. Yani the Prophet ﷺ could have also scolded the man who urinated in his masjid. Mm. Yani, don't we learn from the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ? Yani the man urinated in the masjid, the companions were a bit upset. He told them, leave him to finish, man. Mm. Leave him to finish. Let him relieve himself. And then after he finished, the Prophet ﷺ ordered the companions to clean what he did. And then he took him aside and then he explained to him that this is not the right place. That was the tolerance the Prophet ﷺ had shown to those who erred, to, to those who have fallen into temptations, who, who had fallen into... And the man who came to the Prophet ﷺ asking him to commit adultery, allow mm. me to commit adultery, then leave zina, ya Rasulullah. Yeah. And the man was almost giving up on himself, telling the Prophet ﷺ, I am fed up, give me permission. That, that, that's my interpretation, by the way. He didn't say that, but that's what, what it feels when a man comes to the Prophet ﷺ, knowing it's haram, true yeah. or false. Mm. He knew it's haram. He knew He's a companion. Yeah. So the question indicates that the man was, was struggling with, uh, with women, perhaps. Mm. Uh, but the Prophet ﷺ did not scold him, did not tell him it's haram. Even he didn't tell him, don't you know it's haram? I'm the Prophet, how dare you? He didn't mm. say that. Mm. He said, do, do you accept this to your mother, to your sister? He started asking him questions to open, to facilitate for him ways yeah. to realize the damage that this could, ha could lead to. And yeah. as a result, the man, alhamdulillah, was guided. But the point is, brother, uh, this, you asked me what's the biggest lesson. Wallahi, this is the biggest lesson. We are all sinners. We came from mm. different backgrounds. We were not born with beards. We were not born on the prayer mat. Yeah. We did not born having anything to do with Islam, to be honest. Mm. Yani, and I'm not talking about every single person who, but I'm talking about myself and many like me and others we grew up in a, in, in, a, in a culture that we experience a lot of bad things growing up and alhamdulillah Allah hide our faults so yeah. we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us a means to hide other people's faults when they come expressing their agony about this issue so this is the, the, the most important thing is to, to be compassionate when a person open up to you and tell you, you know what, I have a problem with porn and I need help. Yeah, come brother, we are all, you know, we are all sinners. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's, let's help you out, inshallah. Mm, yeah, that's, that's true. And it reminds me of uh, your first point. You mentioned the story about the boy who came to you, who wanted, who wanted to end his life. So that would be the end result of uh, pushing people away. Can yeah. you imagine this boy was saying, you are the last person I'm going to talk to. And by the way, I was laughing at him. I was laughing at him because I thought, I thought he was crazy. I thought yeah. he was laughing. He was joking. Yeah. But when I realized that he was shivering in front of me, he's turning red. I realized, no, 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 it's serious. Let's, let's now give him some time. And alhamdulillah, mm. that, this boy now is, is helping me. Mm. This boy now, today, he's helping me in what I'm doing. He's writing actually with me. Mm. Uh, he's, he's promoting our work, alhamdulillah. May Allah and he bless him. Alhamdulillah. Uh, in the light of your work, what is the change that you want to see in the world? You know, I, I, hope, yani I hope and I pray and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant all the governments around the world, uh, those people in authority, those people in power, the ability, may Allah give them the ability to realize that uh, there are things in our, in our lives, there are things in this world that they can control and they can 
actually uh, help to minimize damage that they could minimize easily. I hope this is the, the change that I really want to see. I want to see the governments to come together and fight this plague with us. We as individuals, as organizations, as institutions, all what we can do is to reach very small communities and tell them, hey, be careful, pornography could ruin your life. That's what we can do. But governments could cut the evil from its root, man. Yeah. And they know it. They know they have the statistics on their discs. They know. But unfortunately, because money is involved, unfortunately, we can get a very, very uh, little response from people in power. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them soft heart to move towards this direction of really realizing the damage that pornography could lead to and help us to stop this madness. Amin. 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 Where can people find your work or easily connect with you? Yeah, the, my, my Facebook is the easy channel, my email too. Uh, so my Facebook is Wael Ibrahim HK. That's my fan page, which alhamdulillah, people you know, who knows me, they know that I respond to all messages and all, you know, as much as I can. Yeah. Emails also are a very good uh, medium, inshallah, to use. Wael at wael-ibrahim.com. That's my email, inshallah. Wael at wael-ibrahim.com. If you want to get my books, or anything, just drop us an email, inshallah, and all the links will be uh, sent back to you. Awesome, mashallah. Jazakallah uh, khair, and may Allah bless you and your work with Barakah, and thank you for sharing your work and your story with us today. Jazakallah khair, and thank you so much for having me, and uh, I hope that we can meet again, inshallah. Shukran. Ya hello, 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 ya hello